0: Hello, and welcome to your business story podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Spencer, and today we are going to talk about what copywriting means because I know there's a lot of confusion around this, and without good copywriting, your business cannot succeed and cannot scale. This shows Kristen. She's on a business writing mission to make sure you know what words are saying. so that what you deserve is what you'll get paid. Because storytelling changes everything. Get pumped for the epic knowledge in today's episode of Your Business Story. This is episode 11 of season one. What copywriting means. Today, we are going to talk about what copywriting means because without good copywriting, whether you do it yourself or hire someone like me to help, your business will fail. I can guarantee that. Um, But before I share with you why it is that your business will fail without copywriting, we're going to talk about what copywriting is, what forms it takes, what it does, and who can call themselves a copywriter. Are you ready? Let's do this. So what is copywriting? Actually, we need to go back a step and talk about what copy is because the writing is of the copy. And copy is anything that is written to either be um, like listed as content in an article or on an ad or something that's meant to be recorded as a voiceover. For example, when you hear ads on the radio, the things that the advertisers are reading, the actors are reading is actually called copy. In the world of journalism, we also have copy and it's what makes up the articles. But for our purposes right now in our business, when I refer to copy, I'm going to be referring to Any language that is being used to promote something that you're selling, that is the simplest and most essential definition of copy. So why do we actually need copy? That's a great question. Thanks so much for asking. So before I answer that, I think we need to go back in time to the beginning of copywriting And basically, as long as people have been selling things, language has been created to help sell those things. So we might not even have records of the earliest copywriting because we had oral uh, tradition where people would tell stories and people who sold goods would use storytelling and they would also randomly shout out things. Uh, If you have lived in a place where they have an open air market Especially um, in warm climate cultures, you'll notice that people who are there selling things are yelling out what they're selling and why you should buy it. I lived in Greece for seven years, and when I would go to the laiki which is like a farmers market, you would walk through and you would hear people yelling like, "Oh, my green beans are the freshest! They'll they they're crispy and they'll pop in your mouth." Or like, "Make sure you get these nuts; they were picked on my grandfather's land." Right? So we have all these re reasons why you should feel good investing in their products. And also I just want to say like Greece is a wonderful place to go as a family because they love kids so much. Like every time we went to the likey and I had my kids who were small, they would get a free banana, a free orange, something like people are just like, here, eat fruit. It's healthy for you. So also that's another way that you can write copy, right? Like if you buy this book. For example, we'll donate a book to children in school who are having a problem with the issue this book addresses, right? So that's copy. Copy lives to sell. And there are very specific ways that you can use it to promote your business. So copy is language that's designed to persuade. But It can actually only do a good job of persuading someone if the copy speaks to their specific problem. And that is why you cannot have everyone be the object of your copy. That is why not every person should be your target audience. Does everyone... Are you with me? So it makes sense that when you're working with someone who's creating copy, and we're gonna get more to that in a second about who is the person who writes the copy. Um, they need to know who the audience they're writing to is because without that piece, they are not going to be able to suitably write to persuade because it will be too vague. And vague language is always bad <laughs> in writing, right? Because I'm um, a bestselling author. I've written fiction, nonfiction, all sorts of stuff, right? And now I'm a copywriter. I have taught people that I'm coaching in fiction, do not use vague language. It's boring. It's confusing. People hate it. When readers read it, they will stop reading and that's not what you want. And the same is true for copywriting. When someone is writing copy, if they use vague language, it is not going to persuade anyone to do anything. And that is the exact opposite job of what good copy is supposed to do. So... You need to know who you're talking to, and the job, the job of good copy, is to persuade someone in a specific group, in a specific demographic, to take action to either purchase something or to hire someone to provide services. And I work with a lot of service providers. Odds are, if you're listening to this, you are a service provider and you want to know what good copy does. That's what it does. It persuades, it entices, it moves the person who is interacting with it in that target audience to actually go through the different steps of sales psychology so that they will warm up temperature-wise. In copywriting, we talk a lot about the temperature of the audience. Someone who's cold, they do not know about you, or they do not know about your solution. Someone who's warm, maybe they know about your product. Or they know you, and so they trust you. Someone who's hot, we would say they know about you, they know about your solution, they have seen evidence that you've gotten results for other people, and they're ready to purchase. So you need to move clients or potential clients and customers through that temperature variation from someone who doesn't know you or your solution to someone who knows you and your solution and they're ready to purchase. And the way that you do that is by moving through the sales psychology of know, like, and trust, which means they get to know you, they start to like you, and then they trust you. It is extremely unlikely for someone who is a cold audience person to purchase because they don't know you, they don't like you, and therefore they do not trust you. So the job of good copy is to create an increase in temperature and an increase in awareness both for the problem and the solution if your copy does not do that. And it doesn't have to do it all at once, right? We can deliver copy in different steps. And that's why we have email sequences and lead magnets and um, coaching classes and workshops, right? So that we can deliver digestible copy in just the right amount. But if your copy is not eventually moving people through that process of know, like, and trust, of going from cold to warm to hot, it is not good copy. So that's what you need to be aware of when you are going to determine who you will work with to write your copy. And that brings us to the next question, who is the person that writes the copy? So... We talked earlier about what is copywriting. Copywriting is performed by a copywriter. In just a minute, we're going to dive back into our conversation about all things copy. But for that, I wanted to let you know that you can learn how to write the one big sentence to help you speak confidently about who you help and the problem your business solves with one complimentary 30 minute masterclass complete with plug and play PDF. Head to LiterarySymmetry.com forward slash pathway to get your free copy of the masterclass today because you shouldn't be guessing when it comes to talking about your business story. And with that, let's get back to our conversation about what copywriting means and the elusive copywriter. I am a copywriter. I'm actually a trained copywriter. I have been through a rigorous program. I have been through two programs. The first one was not very good. So I paid for another one where I learned how to use sales psychology because I already knew how to tell stories. I still uh, storytelling is essential for me, like for people that I work with. That's how I get them. The results that I get them is the sales psychology combined with the storytelling. Um, But someone who is a copywriter They should have been through some kind of training process, and it can be difficult because when you ask copywriters if they've been through training, they will, a lot of times they get defensive, especially if they haven't gone through any training. So when you are deciding whether or not to work with a certain copywriter, you want to ask for samples, you want to hop on a call with them and understand that they know your target audience, and a good copywriter will actually help you figure out who your target audience is if you don't already know, so that they can write specifically to them to persuade them to act by building no like, and trust and by increasing that um, awareness temperature of your audience. And a lot of copywriters... Or people who call themselves copywriters, right? Because anyone, unfortunately, can call themselves a copywriter. I am experienced as a copywriter. I went through training and I've tested all of the things that I've come up with. So I know that they will get my clients results. Um, But not every copywriter has done that. So I would ask, be like, hey, uh, do you, you know, like... If they don't have any recommendations on LinkedIn or on their website or any testimonials, that's a red flag. So don't do that. Um, If all of their samples are for hypothetical things that they haven't actually worked for and it will say like, this is a sample, then maybe they're not ready for you to work with them yet unless you get like a really good feeling and they give you a sample that's specifically for your work but the reason that so many people will say they're copywriters is because copywriters can charge a lot of money. Like my prices, I would say, are competitive, but they're not like, you can't pay me $100 to write a 1,000 words for you. That's not going to work. So it creates these really amazing results when done well. So everyone thinks I can just charge a lot for it. However, if their are methods that they're selling – for their copywriting are not tested, if they don't have the background in sales psychology, if they don't understand the mechanics of storytelling, if they don't understand supply, demand, marketing, these are all really important things that copywriters have to know. So if they are missing just one of those pieces, your copy might not convert at all, which would be sad because it's like lighting money on fire, which I don't want for you. So when you're deciding who you're going to work with as far as a copywriter, make sure you see real copy. Or if they can't, they should be able to show you real copy. Or look at their website. Does it have good copy on it? Right? So that brings us to the second question is, should I write my own copy? Because a lot of people who are just starting, they cannot afford to work with copywriters. I get it. I have been there. I have... Talk to so many people and I tried to, I have this channel, right? So that I can help those who maybe can't afford it so that when they do get to the point where they can afford it, they might want to work with me. I care about small and medium business owners and I care about helping them scale. So I talk about this a lot. I come on here. I'm like, let me educate you because I want you to know what to write in the meantime. But if we're being honest, can you see accelerated business growth from writing your own copy the answer is no like it's just no even copywriters need help from other copywriters for their own branding because when you're so close to your business you get this tunnel vision for what you want to share and what you're excited to talk about and it can be very difficult to think about What your client needs to hear, what pain they're in, what things you should be mirroring in your copy as far as emotional journeys and moving them through those different levels of knowing that you actually understand their problem, which means in their head, they're like, if you understand the problem, that means I can trust you to help me fix it. So I would say that, no, you shouldn't write your own copy. When I write copy, I run it past my copywriting friends. They do the same for me because you're just so close to your own business. So what... I want you to do in the meantime, if you are trying to write your own copy is go to my website, go to literary take the complimentary 30 minute masterclass and get settled on what your audience really needs to hear from you. Your one big sentence, because that is so vital for all of your copy moving forward and go out, get some jobs and then come back and hire a copywriter. It doesn't have to be me. If you're like, Kristen, your prices are too high. Actually, I know a ton of copywriters. So if you want someone with a lower price point, just shoot me an email, right? Contact at LiterarySymmetry.com. I will refer someone to you who is trained, who is qualified, who is maybe a little bit newer on their copywriting journey than I am, which means they cannot charge the same price as I do. I'm also an offer specialist, which means when I realized that a lot of my clients who wanted me to write copy for them did not have good offers, I went back and geeked out and learned about offer creation so that I could help them build their offers. Because if you do not have good offers, your copy doesn't matter because it's not trying to persuade someone to do anything. So that's really important too. If you don't have an offer, if you don't have more than one offer, honestly, you don't have a business. And if you have more than one offer, you need to make sure that your copy can communicate about those to be persuasive. So that's why you might not want to write copy for yourself because it's difficult even for me and I'm a professional copywriter and I'm I've been a professional writer for 15 years. I'm a business writing expert and I still need some outside eyes on my copy to make sure that I am hitting the pain points of my clients because copy that converts always mirrors the pain best of the person who's reading it. There are two different approaches to copywriting. One is to go after the pain. One is to elicit the pleasure response. Pain will always work better, but I do understand that some people are like, pain doesn't really fit in with my business personality or my company-wide messaging so I would rather talk about the pleasure that will come after they get the results and that is 100% your choice I always tell my clients whatever you're comfortable with will be easier in the long run because you can maintain talking about it in this way but just a heads up pain converts better than pleasure so next time you are thinking about what copywriting is who a copywriter is Um, what copy is supposed to do. Now you have the answers. I absolutely believe in you. You can move forward as you grow your business. And in the meantime, I'm here to support you in any way I can. And you are amazing. Thanks for listening to another episode of Your Business Story. This is your host, Kristen Spencer. And I want to let you know about a rare opportunity uh, so that you can actually have the impact you want in your business starting today. If you leave a review for this podcast on Spotify or Apple or wherever, and you take a screenshot of that and send it to impact at symmetry.com, I will give you access to the Impact Accelerator uh, course where I teach you how to have qualified leads pay you to qualify themselves. Doesn't that sound good? So go ahead and send that screenshot over to impact at literary symmetry.com. And I will get back to you with your impact accelerator course as soon as I possibly can. Thanks for listening. And remember your business story matters. Talk next time.